talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey everyone! What's up guys? We're talking to you today about how a lot of us may be consciously or subconsciously creating deficits to motivate ourselves to change. Yeah, so this is something that uh, you might not even know that you're doing as much as you are. So we're going to shed a little light on it so that you can kind of check in and see if you are. Maybe you already know that you are, and we're going to shed some light anyway because it can help you understand even further. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe an alternative approach that could help you out. So um, this is really important because the way we motivate ourselves is very important, right? Because we have all these things that we want to do or feel like we need to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then there are a lot of different ways to do this, right? Yeah. The reason I think it's so key to know where your motivation is coming from is because that's where sustainability comes into play. So if we're motivating ourselves out of, you know, fear or lack or scarcity or, you know, something hustle, it might help us get a quick, like get quick jobs done, but it's not always sustainable. Yeah. 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 There are some ways that are. Uh, of motivating that are so discouraging that maybe you don't even start, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's You ever true. done that with anything? I know I have, where you just kind of sit there staring at whatever it is in front of you, your grocery list or your computer screen, work project, mm-hmm. school, work, just kind of like frozen, <laughs> right? <laughs> I've done that, just overwhelm myself. Uh, some ways uh, are effective in helping you perform at a certain level, Mm-hmm. but then maybe you just feel hurried the whole time and kind of miserable along the way, right? Like, I just kind of got to power through this quick, and then it'll be better once I'm done, you know, which yeah, I've plenty. I've done plenty of that in my life. I feel like I did that in my undergrad. I remember <laughs> finishing my first semester and, being, and thinking to myself, wow, that's one-eighth of what I still have to do. <laughs> I was still having fun with my friends, but when it came to studies, I wasn't even trying. Like, I didn't think it was supposed to be fun. I didn't think it could be easy. So it was a little miserable for me. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with these different ways. It's more just like, let's kind of be aware of what's going on. And maybe oh. you still want to use this way somewhere, but yeah, maybe be... there are other ways for other parts of your life where yeah. something else might work better, right? Yeah, like be aware of the experience you're creating. And know that you can keep it that way or change. Yeah. And then another way is kind of like what Lindsay talked about. You get into this sort of hustle, burnout, hustle, burnout, hustle, burnout type of cycle that isn't as consistent or sustainable as you'd like it to be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are also ways, and this was kind of news to me <laughs> a while back. <laughs> there are ways to motivate yourself that are more consistent and sustainable and enjoyable what yeah i really i don't know if i really knew that until just recently in my life yeah (laughs) um and so we're going to talk a little bit about that too but um something that uh, we want to focus on at first is something that i've been noticing 
uh, with my clients a lot of times. Um, it's where they use, and I can totally relate to this, they use a deficit as a means of motivation, okay? And basically, um, it's this idea that they're deficient in some way that they use to kind of drive them needing to go and get it done, okay? So they either believe that they're behind mm -hmm. or not enough, not yet worthy, mm -hmm. right? And and then we do this in a lot of different areas, right? So it can be with goals with porn, for sure. Almost every guy I coach does this with their goals with porn, right? Um, or with money, with time, uh, with the roles that you play, right? Like husband and wife, yeah. friend, person, son, daughter, church member, employee, parent, right? Yeah, I would argue that a lot of my women, when it comes to self-investment and spending money on themselves, they just feel like they're always in a deficit because the money, the paychecks aren't coming, you know, from their job of being a housewife or being home with the kids. Um, so that's just something you want to ask yourself. Maybe, <clears throat> like, you are supporting your family. It just looks different. We have a podcast episode on that, too. Yeah, what it means it's called. to be a provider. Yeah, so if you're curious about that, you can go listen to that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't mean that we have to buy into it and keep doing it. But no, not at all. It's a good thing to be aware of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to think that you have to get a job to buy anything for yourself that's just for you like you know if that if that does if that is something that you have thought in the past or that you do think just ask yourself like where did I learn this where is this coming from does it make sense that I still believe this yeah yeah good thing to tap into okay so when guys are doing this when we're using deficit as the means of motivation the beliefs behind it usually look something like this okay you can you can put any of those words into this, like your goals with porn, or money, or time, or the role that you play, roles you play, right? Put it, yeah. Fill those words into the blanks here, okay? So the beliefs are like this. I should be further along by now with blank. I need to prove that I'm worthy when it comes to blank. Mm -hmm. I've never done or made enough when it comes to blank. I don't do or make enough now when it comes to blank. I think, can I just pause real quick? Uh-huh. <laughs> this is really fascinating for me to read because, you know, if this is what Danny's seeing with, you know, his guys with who are looking at porn or whatnot, I think for women, we think about, like, these lines, you could say something about your body with every single one. Like, I, I should be further along with my body. I need to prove that I'm worthy when it comes to my weight. I've never done enough, been enough. I'm not going to be enough to look the same as these other women. Um, I think it's really fascinating that, that is there's fascinating. like a little bit of a parallel there. Yeah, for sure. And the other one, I might not have or do or be enough in the future when it comes to blank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so why do we do this? Let's talk about it. Um, number one, I think a lot of us are taught to do this, right? Whether it's by parents or and someone taught our parents these things too, right? So we don't want to just like... Yeah. Throw our parents on the bus. It's like a way a lot of people do it. and Marketing companies. Yeah, for sure. Culture, societal culture. Employers, they really want you to feel like you're behind and you need to hurry, right? A lot of employers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this benefits them. Um, yeah, so it's something very prevalent. We've picked it up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have adult brains now. And we're adults, so 
only we are responsible for our own brain and what we continue to believe at this point. Yeah. But there's a good reason for it being there. I think... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, us being taught it, if we go way, way, way back to, to like very primitive times, you know, I could see people thinking anytime they feel like they have the capacity to like go kill another bear or go get, go get more for storage because you just don't know what's coming. Yeah. Like anytime you physically feel like you can do that and you have that capability, I could see people out of scarcity being like, oh, well, I need to because I can. I need to right now because I can because who knows? Uh-huh. Kind of like that squirrel like you know, before hibernation or something. And so I could just see this this whole idea of it being taught going really far back. And yeah. so if it does feel like, you know, something where you haven't even been able to think differently or wonder, you know, what would it be like? Is it even possible to think outside of this paradigm? Like, just understand that, yeah, it makes sense. that. Yeah, like some of it could naturally come up just through our evolution as yeah, a for sure. human race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always interesting to consider that at that side of it. Um, okay, I think another reason we do it is we like underdog stories. A lot of people yeah. like underdog stories. I love a good underdog story. Americans like underdog stories For because sure. we America is an underdog story, like the way it started, right? <laughs> yeah, I I swear there's a part of every human that feels like they're an underdog in some way. Yeah. Because I totally resonate with just about any underdog story. Yeah. Yeah, and with underdog stories, um, you need to be behind at some point to be the (laughs) underdog, right? Behind in some way. And so it's just interesting to look at. We're going to talk more about that. Um, Also, why else do we do it? Because I think it kind of works for us, right? It does help us get stuff done. And even if it's at the expense of enjoying the process or taking care of ourselves or not burning ourselves out... um, it does help us get a lot of stuff done, right? Mm-hmm. So that's important to notice. Like, hey, it's it is useful. That's probably a big part of why a lot of us do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and why else do we do it? I think it can create urgency, right? Sometimes, if we are wanting to hurry through something, um, it can help us to sort of create that urgency to get it done quick. Um, yeah. By saying we're behind. Yeah. I, I just did this with our kids this morning on getting ready for school <laughs> right like we gotta hurry we don't have time <laughs> like, i should be careful how often i send those messages in their little brains <laughs> it's to get them out the door quick <laughs> all right so a couple client examples on the chair uh first one here is uh this was just this week with a client and we were talking and we realized that i, I asked him i was like do you think it's more exciting when it's a close victory or when you just like blow them out of the water right just a mm-hmm. blowout win okay like and we we're talking about urges okay and managing urges and he like me is he likes to be competitive he likes to win mm-hmm. and um so i can totally relate that's part of why i kind of knew where to take him with the questions um and like do you do you like the triple overtime game where you barely win by mm-hmm. the skin of your teeth or do you like just blow them out of the water by 30 40 points right mm-hmm. and he's like for sure the close games right and um and so i get it right but when we start applying this to all different areas of our life it can become problematic right like um with him 
he realized that he was using winning as part of his motivation for managing mm-hmm. urges. But then um, at the same time, he likes close wins where it's like evenly matched, kind of back and forth, and you barely win. It takes a lot of energy and effort to win. Yeah. And so he was actually creating this incentive to put himself in a position where he's even like behind the urges at times right and it was just it was really interesting Interesting. to look at um and it's almost as though you know if you're a basketball team and um it's like you intentionally put yourself in a position where you have back-to-back games on back-to-back nights and the first night is a late game where you win in a triple overtime game that goes long, you get home late, you travel to the East Coast from the West Coast, so the early game the next day is even earlier because of the time zone shift. (laughs) And then you had this big emotional win the night before, and what do we call it? We call it a letdown game. It happens all the time in sports, right? So then you just come out with not as much pizzazz or energy or and kind of flat and oftentimes teams lose on those next days after a big win like that and so it's almost like he was intentionally putting himself in these positions with urges Mm -hmm. right so that he would win against the urges and these kind of exciting wins sometimes but then um yeah the problem is you end up in a letdown game and Mm -hmm. so if you are engaged in some kind of goal like your goals with porn or managing urges um where you want to be more sustainable and consistent over time it, this approach doesn't work very well right like if you really want to make sure you win every time this approach isn't going to get you there because when you put yourself in the close call situations it does end up not going your way mm-hmm. a lot of times right so so now that's uh, what we're working on together and what he's working on is how do I uh, create sort of a new structure here for me to create a compelling case for just blowing the urges out of the water mm-hmm. every time in a sustainable consistent way mm-hmm. so I like that anything you wanted to add to that no I just I mean it just reminds me of past periods where you've suddenly been like doing a ton of stuff like just you know to the point where we're like see manic <laughs> like what's good you know where you just kind of like come through and just do all these things to like support me and I'm, and it just and me just being confused about it like that's awesome don't know where this is coming from but I'm loving it so anyway I yeah don't know. at that's the times all I where I was I was my health was struggling and it was happening less and less that I would do that but then I would have a burst here and there yeah he'd have these bursts but then there'd be like a letdown just in the stuff that you do but I think I think that's an interesting thing to draw that parallel with whether it's pornography or just other parts of your life where you sorry excuse me um yeah where you do have these bursts because you feel like you can and so but just ask yourself like where is this energy coming from is it coming from fear from hustle or is it coming from love or service or a strong desire you know because whatever your whatever emotion or energy is driving your actions really is going to fuel you more organically or not yeah i like it okay another client example to kind of illustrate what can happen here um so this client he realized that he was using the deficit mentality to motivate himself to get stuff done okay Mm -hmm. and 
kind of like that idea. Like, if you're behind, then you have to earn your way back up, right? And go prove yourself. Um, but we realized that this was one of his main means of motivation, um, with work in particular, okay? with with Because uh, what was happening with him is he would often end up looking at porn before he started his work day, mm-hmm. okay? And so we started looking into this, and it's almost like, he needed to feel like he was behind in order to motivate himself to get up and go and do his work that day, okay? Um, and But here's the problem that you run into here. Um, in his mind, one of the things that actually puts you behind is looking at porn, Okay, because if you look at porn, then you're not good enough, in his mind, is how the story went. Mm-hmm. If you look at porn, then you're not good enough, and you're not worthy, and you need to go prove and show that you're good enough and worthy. Okay, so so he was putting an incentive in place by using this deficit means of motivation mm-hmm. to look at porn in order to put himself in a place that was a come-from-behind sort of situation, and then he could go get started on his work day. Hmm. That's really fascinating. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm thinking of a parallel, and you'll have to tell me if it does not make sense to you, but it makes me think of when we, like, want to start eating better, and we, the day before, just go crazy, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, put ourselves more behind to uh. feel, to get to that pain point where we feel, like, just so gross and whatever that uh, yeah. drive, it kind of drives us from a, but it's kind of from a place of maybe more, like, disgust or, like you know, something more, an emotion that doesn't fuel us sustainably instead of a place of just acceptance, not behindness, and love. Yeah, no, I think it's totally related. And, I mean, that's part of what happens is you put yourself behind, and a lot of us do just beat the heck out of ourselves and say, you know Mm -hmm. what, it is so disgusting Mm -hmm. where I am or who I am right now at this moment. I need to go show otherwise Mm -hmm. and prove otherwise or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and if you like the come from behind victory stories, then you might be accidentally putting an incentive in place in your mind to go do those things that you think create a deficit in your life, like looking at porn or overeating or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Just in order to get started on that next thing. Yeah, and I think I would just question how much of this is happening unconsciously in your life right now. It could just be worth kind of like looking at different parts of your life and wondering like, am I creating some of this unconsciously so to motivate myself or drive myself to change? Because the cool thing is, is you can just decide you're fine and there isn't a deficit right where you're at and change from there. But I think it's more human nature. I think Joe Dispenza talks about this in one of his books that usually, you know, there's like a financial, emotional or major spiritual strain or big thing that happens that usually drives us to change. But we don't have to have, like, certain events don't need to happen. We can also just decide we want more joy in our lives. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, what I talked about with this guy is what if there never was a deficit to begin with? Mm-hmm. What if there never has been, right? And what if looking at porn doesn't actually put you in a deficit? Mm-hmm. It's just part of a story that's all made up. Yeah, and, you know, not right. to disparage, like, anyone and, you know, their, their religious beliefs, but I think, I feel like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if people feel like they are put behind when they look at porn because then they're like, oh, now I need to go talk to a bishop 
or do these things to feel better or to feel clean. Yeah, you for know? sure. The way that we, that narrative around sinning and repentance is, uh, it's not always helpful the way that we as humans approach it. I think there are some very helpful ways that empower the change mm-hmm. we're looking for. And I think there are I know there. I've experienced the kinds that are not as helpful. That that kind of just drag you down, make you feel stuck, and yeah. you don't find that sustainable success that you're looking for, right? Do you have so. any emails on that, like that you've sent out to your guys? Uh, yeah. no. Maybe it's time to do one. Huh? Yeah, that'd be such a good one to kind of hear more of your thoughts on that. Yeah, because that, that comes up episode. all the time with guys I work with who are church members. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, and it's almost always the same. <laughs> it's the same as what I used to do in my mind, and it's all kind of the same between them, yeah. too. It's interesting. So, um, All right, so <coughs> if you do start checking in, noticing that you might do this approach sometime, um, ask yourself why you might not want to let it go right like you can ask yourself if there's an alternative first of all but then if you notice resistance to letting it go ask yourself why and kind of appreciate that um and a lot of times it might have to do with okay i'm willing to consider there's another way but then how do i motivate myself right Mm -hmm. like i'm worried about being able to still get it done right yeah. and if i can't still get it done then maybe i need to hold on to this old way mm-hmm. and we worry that the other way won't be as effective or whatever right yeah. um i love that and i love thinking about how that just applies there's so much overflow in other parts of your life whether it's you know growing a business or losing weight or you know building building your savings account or whatever like it actually can be done with more ease in your life it really can yeah for sure. For sure. So I think the feelings driving this sort of deficit approach, because feelings drive our actions, guys, um, is I like to just call it a feeling of deficiency for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, or it can be scarcity, right? Um, but some of the feelings that me and my clients are practicing cultivating more of as our motivators. Mm-hmm are these and I'm just going to list them because for me I've found when I am learning to create new emotions that sometimes just listing the emo- just saying the emotion out loud can almost help me to practice eliciting that emotion inside me okay yeah. but these are some that I like that I think can be very helpful love enthusiasm pride enjoyment courage self-compassion inspired ambition, confidence, passion, engagement, fun, authenticity, patience, romance, grit, curiosity, gratitude, devotion, purposefulness, power, trust, self-esteem, and abundance. And maybe make your own list. Just kind of start playing with this. Like, if I were to choose some other feelings to drive me more that could be a motivator, mm-hmm. what would those be? And list them out. It can be a, a really powerful exercise to go through. Yeah. And, you know, like we've talked about in other episodes, when you put that lens on, like, maybe this could be more fun. Yeah. Like, just putting that lens on when you are doing a task that seems it's, that's 
you think or has or you've deemed is inherently boring you could actually like your brain might help find evidence for the fun parts of it yeah yeah and when you have your list of feelings you think might be more useful to you and what you're going for Mm -hmm. ask yourself what what i need to genuinely believe to Mm -hmm. regularly create those feelings as drivers for me right and then i mean there are so many advantages to finding a new approach even just love as an example right love can be a motivator guys and i think it is very cliche but that's because there's truth in it that it is probably the best motivator of all Mm -hmm. okay so if you do start working on this then you can find ways i mean the way i like to describe it to myself uh, some of my goals are to expand in love every day and to not only help myself do this but show others how to intentionally heal enrich your life and sustainably create i love that yeah and then what if you can just be the boring dominant team that just blows out every urge that you match up with right like does that really sound that bad isn't that kind of what we want Mm -hmm. and what if it doesn't have to be boring what if it's actually really exciting to be at that point yeah and just so you know that is very possible guys if if a lot of you are regularly in these matchups with your urges that feel really like uh Uh, neck and neck and you win some you lose some and you're battling for your life right um it can become so much easy you can be the golden state warriors of a few years ago where they just kind of march past every team through the regular season Mm. right just blow them out right not ever worried don't ever get very far behind at all right and just kind of take care of business and blow it out of the water and it was still exciting it was they, watching that, Steph Curry make those distant threes over and over. That's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah, he's out of this world. Um, all right. So, invitation to you guys is: How can you create a more compelling case for yourself in this way? Right, in terms of abundance, enoughness, and sustainability, because. As we've seen, it might not always be the most useful thing to use this deficient type of mindset mm-hmm. to... The mindset isn't deficient. The mindset is based on the idea of deficiency. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> <laughs> Clarification. But how can you um, notice those areas where you do want a different approach and create a very compelling story that's a different story than the one you've been telling Mm -hmm. Um, but one you can buy into and find even more success right love that yeah so good and then i mean just to to let you know like when you do this you will achieve your goals with more ease and enjoyment like Lindsay said uh, with less of the exhausting willpower battle that is inconsistent or feels forced and if you're working on porn goals, right? The, the porn just becomes less relevant. It really does uh, in a natural way from the inside out. And mm-hmm. your your real life experience becomes something you, you enjoy engaging in more instead of just rushing through different parts of it, right? Yeah. And you actually get more done. You, you really can be more productive. Like if you're worried, you won't be able to be productive by letting go of this other approach. Um, you can, I assure you, like you can actually even get more done 
be more efficient and find success more authentically, more easily. Okay, so this is just part of what we're working on over here with our clients. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to share these ideas with you today. Love it. Anything you want to add? No, I was just going to say, you know, I think some of us get into this all or nothing mentality. And so just know that if you feel like you've been using the fear and the hustle to drive you, you don't have to completely unwind unwind those emotions or that energy 100% just to shift to that place of love, desire, and service, sustainability. Simply, Sometimes simply focusing more on the love and the service and the de- desire is, you know, you're creating new neural pathways as you're doing that, and it can kind of more naturally unwind the fear and the hustle too. Mm, good insight. Awesome. All right, guys, uh, if this is something that you want to work on and um, or something that you're feeling kind of stuck with, come and sign up today to do a free consult with us. We would love to meet you and just walk you through some questions and see if what we offer is a good fit for what you're wanting, needing in your life, and just uh, help support you in deciding what your next step is, right? Whether that's working with us or not, we would love to meet you. Mm-hmm. and uh, show you what we have to offer and take you through a cool exercise there that really does help you get a little more clear with what you're looking for in your life. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey. Thank you.